Just a quick note before the episode begins, the PIP podcast is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a doctor or health professional. Welcome to the PIP podcast, where we speak unapologetically about everything that affects people with uteruses. Funky poops, periods, chronic pain, you name it. PIP is here to talk about it all with plenty of laughs. So let's get Pippin. Welcome to the Pip Podcast. We're on episode five. Oh my gosh, five episodes. I know, can you believe it? You better believe it. Oh my God, better believe it. This one is, if food is fuel, why does it seem like nobody eats? Well, no one eats. (laughs) Seriously, why does it feel like no one eats? Because I sure eat. (sighs) fucking love food <laughs> me too and I'm sure everyone already like gets that vibe from us because we just talk about food all the time yeah. but you know with so many tummy problems that we have and chronic illnesses that exasperate our tummy troubles yeah they make it, it really uh, hard real tough to real really tough. enjoy food <laughs> because yeah. a lot of things kill you internally literally yeah <laughs> yeah. And we're going to kind of c- continue off our previous episodes conversation mm-hmm. about, about diet culture and wellness and body image and how that can be even sometimes harder to navigate and feel like you're not maybe struggling with as much when you have a chronic illness that either affects how you feel in your body mm-hmm. for one, but it can also sometimes impact visually how you look. Definitely um, can. And can make it even harder to have, you know, positive body image. Like or... bloating, inflammation, yeah. swelling, water retention. Mm-hmm. All that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. So I think maybe you could, uh, as some of you know, uh, I have Amanda. I have celiac disease. And <laughs> whenever I'm going out to eat, eat it's like it's a freaking chore like it Mm -hmm. feels most of the time it feels terrible because most of the time what you're doing is first you have to look around and see what's going on and uh actually there's this one person I follow celiac on Instagram and she like posted this video about how she just wishes she could go stop at a restaurant with her friends when she's walking around with them and oh my god yeah that's just something that doesn't happen when you have allergies to food or food mm-hmm. intolerances right like you can't just walk into a restaurant you have to yeah. browse the menu first so it's a lot of how crazy is that phone <laughs> That's like the smallest, one of the smallest things to like take for granted of is mm-hmm. like just being able to like feel like you can eat anywhere. Yeah. Being able to just walk in anywhere or mm-hmm. even now planning the trip to LA, I've already mapped out a few places that I can eat based on mm-hmm. their gluten-free menu, based on reviews. Um the one time I actually didn't do this, it bit me in the ass, right? So I was planning a brunch uh, after get together after my engagement party. And I was like, I want to go to Zach's diner in the market in Ottawa. It's pretty cool inside. There's this like giant bus that you can book if you have a big party Mm -hmm. and you all sit in the bus and eat. And it's just like, it's a really cool time. Like this frizzle. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like bus. magic school bus vibes. <laughs> oh man, and they do so many like ones that they're in the tummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's yeah. what happens every time I feel like I'm gonna shit my pants. It's just the magic school bus coming out. <laughs> they're on a field today. trip. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly that. But yeah, just trying to go to this restaurant. I didn't look at the menu. I was just like, it's a cool spot. I'm going to go. I go to the restaurant. The only thing that I can eat is an omelet and tomato slices and some fruit, which is good. But I could make an omelet and have some fruit at home. Yeah, I'm going out for breakfast with my friends so that I can actually have like something pretty cool that you wouldn't make at home. Like yeah, know, exactly. something with hollandaise maybe, mm-hmm. or a hash or put- breakfast poutine, something also to soak up that hangover would have been really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, especially some of your friends, they went a little hard that night. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, one true. of them was it's drinking like... tequila Caesars in the morning. Just oh, keep it going. <laughs> oh no, thank you. Mm-mm. No, I was like, I woke up and I was like, I need to drive six hours home. They can, they'll be fine without me. (laughs) But it's true. It's like, not to the same degree by any means, but even a few years ago when, you know, vegan or vegetarian options weren't Mm. as popular, it would be like, have a salad. I don't want to just eat a fucking (laughs) salad. Like I'm going to eat a salad at home and it's probably going to just taste as shit. Like if I want to go out and spend money, to eat somewhere I want want to eat something that I actually want or not feel like there's only one or two things I can choose on the menu and they're not even things that I necessarily want to eat or like eating or you're gonna have to make a bunch of modifications make yourself super easily too oh yeah yeah. and like adding all the mods Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the food yeah that can be it's so frustrating did you Mm -hmm. see that TikTok I sent you about the app in Italy for celiac, where it shows you all of the places you can eat throughout the entire country. Yes, there's actually an app for that that's here. It's a similar app. It's, I can't remember what it's called, like celiac something. It's kind of like a Yelp, but for celiac foods. And it's pretty, it's pretty decent. It tells you what foods, yeah, it's called find me gluten-free. Oh, okay. Yeah, but But I did see uh, the app. Italy's dope for gluten-free. I need to go. You do need to go. (laughs) And it's so funny when I first, I remember when I first told you, I was like, oh my God, you're so like, you have to go to Italy. Like everyone's like, what are you talking? Like, it's just an innate reaction to be like bread, pasta. Why would I go to Italy? Like, yeah, that's where those things reign supreme. But celiac, I think I said in a previous episode about it, I thought it was at 12 everyone gets tested, but it's by six years old. Everyone in the country Mm -hmm. is tested for celiac. And then there's like a stipend stipend. that you can get. Yeah. To make it more affordable. And then most places, wherever you go in the country, whether it's a grocery store or a cafe bar or a restaurant, celiac is like, it's so common that it's, and it's so normalized and part of the culture so there's so One many of options. My, uh, favorite places to shop for gluten-free items. And I just went there and I sent you a picture mm-hmm. of my loot. Uh, it's the best. It's called La mm-hmm. Bottega and it's right downtown um, Ottawa. So good. They always Yeah, it's like an Italian food. specialty store. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. 
But there's so many different types of pasta. Like people just think everything is just a wheat flour, but that's actually not true. There's corn pastas, there's spelt pastas, there's pastas made with other types of ancient grains. Like Mm -hmm. have you, can you eat farro? Have you ever tried that? It's like, it's not not barley, but to put it into perspective, it's kind of like a barley, but it's not. It's like from a different plant. I don't think I have. I don't. Don't call me if you can actually eat it. You might Google it and you may be like, I actually would die if I eat that. So no. are we talking about it? Farrow is a type of wheat. It is? Okay, JK, JK. But Ignore I that. can but- eat uh, adobo <laughs> rice, which makes risotto, oh. and that's pretty... Mm. Mm, I got to make you one of my risotto recipes. Uh, yeah, please When do. I'm in Italy in May, I'm in Northern Italy this time, and that's where risotto is from. The aborio rice is from the north. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to just, yeah, I'm going to eat my little, it's okay. (laughs) It's like, I'm going to casually correct you. I'm going to just eat my fucking heart's content because risotto is like one of my most favorite meals. It's so fucking delicious. Mm -hmm. So I'll make you a good one. So perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I will eat it. I will enjoy it very much. Mm -hmm. All the delicious passes that you can have. I think what's one thing that having an intolerance so you eat vegetarian well pescatarian Mm -hmm. uh what's one thing that you find kind of really I guess impacts the way that you think about foods like coming from the way you've had to restrict food yeah that's hard I feel like I'm in a much better place with that now because it's been so many years and I have a lot of my Flare symptoms with my IBS and my endo mm-hmm. under control. But for me, it still is like going to a wedding or a party yeah. and feeling like I won't be able to eat or they'll put something that's that you like can eat. that I can eat on it and then I'm going to be starving. And mm-hmm. for the most part, it's in relation to my husband's family because not his like his parents, they're wonderful. And they always make sure I can eat multiple things, but like extended (laughs) family, it's really hard because my husband's family is Pakistani. So they eat a lot of meat. A lot of oil is in their food and I can't eat, um, sunflower oil or vegetable oil because they're very inflammatory. I get so sick. And it was only recently that I realized that was something that would always make me feel really nauseous and pukey. And I feel so much better that now that I like avoid it, but that's really hard when you're not the one cooking or it's a cuisine that doesn't cook with olive oil. And like growing up eating a Mediterranean diet for the most part with an, an Italian dad, like I go through bottles and bottles of olive oil. I just always have ever since I was a kid because so <laughs> it slaps um, mm-hmm. for my first wedding anniversary. My husband adopted me an olive oil tree in Italy and twice a year I get um, olive oil from its tree, which is like so cute, but you know, they <laughs> don't cook with that. So any type of event that's not his mom hosting it or having a, a, a deep influence like it's a bit better now because eat. I've been around for so long that they'll always make sure there's something for me but it's like you'll go to a wedding event for example and there'll be like 16 different food choices and they're like oh Veronica we have you know 
this for One. you, which is <laughs> like my f- something. It is. It is. It's either a dollar and Chana, which is chickpeas. And those are my favorite. And I love them so much. And they're always like, we hope you don't get sick of it. And it's like, part of it is like, no, because I, I love beans. But the other side, it's like, there's no vegetables. Make yeah, a vegetable so dish and I'll eat it. Have. Like there's other yeah. things, right? And so, but even the, the chana or the doll that they get, they're not making it with like oils that don't hurt my stomach where like his mom will. She goes out of her way to make sure that it's something that I can eat, which is I don't feel like I expect people to do no, that. you don't. But it definitely is very like, it makes me very anxious and people mm-hmm. don't understand and they make comments a lot about like, oh, you so picky. She's not eating. She's going to come. Oh, yeah. You're picky. About the food or like I'm or they eat their food and look at you like, oh, like, man, oh, like, this is don't so you wish good. you could like, don't you just want to eat? It's like, no, I literally will like, die. Like, I can't eat that. And they just don't get it. <laughs> and they've like talked about about behind my back and been like oh my god like she's so ungrateful she doesn't complain about the food it's like first of all I'm not complaining I'm literally eating the one fucking thing I can eat and I'm Mm -hmm. eating it gratefully but I can't eat that much of it because I literally will get sick even if it's a chickpea or a lentil Mm -hmm. because of the oil because of the dairy in it um and I just can't eat that kind of like rich food too much like my my gi tract just can't do it yeah your so GI every can't time, handle it it's just and no. it's also like not what you eat at home yeah like i love beans but not necessarily drenched in like sunflower oil or vegetable oil and like a shitload of butter so mm. um i'll eat it but barely like and then i always make sure i we always make sure I eat something before. <laughs> and then if we're coming yeah. home from these events, I always do that before I go to, to a party. Yeah. 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 Always and eat before like, or after. Or after. I usually <laughs> or both. Because these yeah. things are so long. But it's like, it's more so now it's like, okay, I eat before slash after. I know I'm only going to maybe be able to eat one thing. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I can always eat a shitload of naan and, it, and it's always good because I love bread. But like, mm-hmm. um, it's more so what people are going to say. Yeah, definitely. People always have something to say about that. Like I find very similar experience when mm-hmm. I find I, I definitely find my anxiety goes up when I'm eating at gatherings and especially yeah. when it's at somebody else's house and mm-hmm. then there's this kind of thing where people associate you eating food in their home. It's like a sign of respect. And then, yes. mm-hmm. and then they're like, well, you're not partaking in it. So it also doesn't you have that I'm me. an outsider. Well, I'm an outsider too, right? Like I am mm-hmm. not Muslim. I'm not Southeast Asian, right? Like I'm and now you're not eating their girl. food. Like, and now I'm already not the greatest because I'm, I'm outside of the culture and the religion Mm -hmm. and the part of the world that everyone else is. So I'm already like this, like white girl coming in. And then I, you know, have a dietary restriction. Yeah. (laughs) And then they're just like, Oh, you just like, don't like our food. And it's like, actually, no, I love it. I literally just can't eat it. Um, Or they'll be like, Oh, what is too spicy for you? It's like, actually, I love spicy food that's not my issue. My issue is that, that you have 16 makes types me of meat fucking sick. <laughs> and I don't eat meat. <laughs> like, like that's, that's, there's a difference. Yeah. Or they'll be like, well, have the samosa. It's vegetarian. And I'm like, 
thank you for thinking of me, but I literally, I can't, it's fried in like vegetable oil and they're, yeah, they just, just they fucks with my, my stomach. stomach. Yeah. So and that's now like the I don't care flaky as much. pastry is so yes. much like it's butter. Well, it's mm-hmm. basically like Crisco. <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah. But it's like it's lard. <laughs> I nowadays I just don't care anymore. I'm like, I've been around for eight years. Get used to mm-hmm. it. And like you should care enough to ask me <laughs> like why. Um, so I mean, I'm used to these old ladies talking about me anyways, but it still definitely is. It makes you anxious. I wonder, so I've been definitely demolishing some podcasts lately about why people have all these intolerances and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, and kind yeah, of how they come about. Um, and like one one thing that they mentioned was this hygiene theory. So why we have allergies? Yeah, it's it was on unexplainable. I love that podcast. I find it mm-hmm. so cool. I'm always like, but what oh, do they mean no. hygiene? So like, because we don't clean our food. Like, what does that mean? No, we do way more than we used to. Oh, that's yeah. like oh, okay. That's like when there's the theory that children who aren't exposed to animals and the outside mm-hmm. and like dirt <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it will have the more allergies. hygiene oh and they're seeing that like more kids born in urban areas have these allergies and have to have these restrictive diets as opposed to rural area kids that are just being exposed to a lot more natural elements and their parents aren't necessarily like following trends of diets like Mm -hmm. during pregnancy and stuff or following Mm -hmm. those elimination things um because i even as when we were kids you can't really eat anything when you're pregnant anymore everything has a lot of fear around it too yeah um Apparently, like watermelon isn't like safe to eat when you're pregnant. Watermelon. It's water. I know. <laughs> There's so much, or like certain types of cheeses. I'm like, I'm pretty sure my ancestors in Italy ate all those cheeses for millennia. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck. No, <laughs> they did not care. Yeah, yeah, but it's true though. Like nothing, I think it becomes more restrictive than when you have a baby in your belly. Oh yeah, definitely. I think to, uh, I guess, kind of, well, what we were talking about earlier, how both you and I, uh, when we go out and we have food, it makes us feel a little bit anxious. Mm-hmm. But I think to going along with that, people who have to have restrictive diets for their overall health and well-being, a lot of people living with endometriosis or other chronic inflammatory diseases or autoimmune disorders, mm-hmm. they have like certain foods that they can't eat because or some people with Crohn's and colitis can't eat certain yeah. types of foods. Um, some people with GERD can't eat like high yeah. acidic foods, things like that. How this kind of goes into, yeah, our body image and what that makes us feel like. Uh, because mm-hmm. like you said, people are like, well, why don't you eat this? Or yeah. people are also, I find they're the kind of, idea that allergies you'll get over them like you'll grow out of them oh my 
God, is that a real thing though that you grow out of allergies? Is that is that just something that people say, or is that is there science behind that? I would love to know because I know if you have some sometimes mm-hmm. child, young children do grow out of quote unquote allergies to foods, for example, and like you can get allergies as you're older. Like I developed allergies as a late teenager into my early twenties. I had no allergies beforehand, but yeah. it's like. Is that a real thing that you'll be like, oh, well, if you just eat enough of it, you'll get used to it. Like you'll grow out of it. It's like, I don't think that's how yeah. it works. I don't think anybody really knows. Again, with all the mm-hmm. podcasts I've been listening about, like restrictive and like food issues. Mm-hmm. I can't, there's, but obviously people that eat more things, then they can or exposed to more things and they have less allergies, but it doesn't always work like that. It can't always work like that. No, Some people well, are allergic a lot to peanuts of, their whole life. Yeah. And a lot of these chronic illnesses are genetic, right? Like they yes. don't know a lot about them, but the one thing they do know is if someone else in your immediate family has it, you're more likely to have it yourself. So, you know, even like that hygiene theory, I think there's probably some base to that. That. I definitely, definitely think that there can be because even if you're eating from a young age a lot more like fulsome, colorful fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. you just have a better like bod- bodily reaction to a lot of things. Like your immune definitely. system can be stronger and stuff. Um, so that's that's yeah, it gets interesting, but then it's like, okay, but if I have, you know, four to five people in my immediate family with endometriosis, I'm seven times more likely to have it if just one person who's immediate to me has it. So, and then that therefore impacts my GI tract. Yes. I don't think it matters how (laughs) unclean or clean my food is at that point. Right. Um, that's where it becomes, it's like, that's where I think it becomes tricky and it gets to the whole thing of like, we can't, follow everything so strictly no right there's not a one size fits all there's not a one size fits all it's like do you know do i think i have not as many food sensitivities because i like played in the dirt as a kid and ate a lot of fruits and vegetables probably probably i could have been a lot worse than i am but you know the issues that i do have are all linked to chronic illnesses actually you know what's really Mm -hmm. funny is playing out in the dirt is why I developed a red meat allergy because I got bit by a tick (laughs) (laughs) but that's besides the point everything else is like related to like my GI issues through my IBS and my endo so yeah which isn't the same as somebody really with a peanut allergy who like because a food allergy it's a word used to kind of cover both topics, but not necessarily the right word to use. And there's a difference between a sensitivity and intolerance and and a full-blown allergy. Hmm. There is. Yeah. Yeah. Like the sensitivity could be, yeah, sometimes people with lactose intolerance can eat yogurt and that's because Mm -hmm. yogurt contains less lactate. So they're sensitive. It doesn't react to they don't react yeah. the same way because it's just, they're not as sensitive to it. But some people with lactose intolerance can't eat anything that contains yeah. lactate, right? And some people have full-blown dairy allergies. 
yeah, full-blown anaphylactic, mm-hmm. going to have a, an allergic reaction. So I guess the allergy piece is that you have like anaphylactic or hives or mm-hmm. things like that, where you have those like bodily responses. That's what happens to me if I eat a peach. If I, which sucks because peaches, peaches are delicious. Are so good. Yeah. Oh Can you? No. Yeah. If I, I eat a peach, if I, okay. If it's like a cooked peach, like in a baked good, I'm fine. But okay. if I eat a peach off a tree, I, my face and my neck blow up. I get mm. red. My eyes like close and everything from my eyes to my ears, my nose, my mouth, my throat are so itchy. That used to happen to me with pineapple. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think there's like a relation because I have like a birch, like an allergy, like birch pollen. So in some people with a birch oh, pollen allergy, certain tree is a white tree, isn't it? The kind of well, same it's like the family enzyme. Of the enzyme in certain fruits and vegetables mirror that of the enzymes in certain trees and nuts. Mm, so okay. a lot of people with a birch allergy, not everybody, but you can have sensitivity to peaches to, I can eat, um, normal nectarines and I love nectarines, but I can't eat white flesh nectarines because I get the same reaction I get as peaches, but peaches are the worst. And then oh. certain pears and certain apples make my mouth a little bit fuzzy and a little bit itchy but I usually yeah. just eat them anyways. And then if I eat too many raw, um, like for example, like snap peas, I oh, get that'll make you. Throat. But if I dip it in like ranch, I just doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I love a good veggie dip. I love a good veggie dip. I went ham on the veggie dip at your party the other day. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that veggie. dip was so good, so good. The dill dip. So mm. oh, I love dill. I love dill. Me too. Throw that yeah. shit on everything. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> the other day, literally yesterday, B's like, I'm getting so sick of dill. Everything in our house is dill. Everything we eat is dill. The chips you eat are dill. The chip dip is dill. You put dill on all of the foods. Everything's dill. I'm like, because dill is a superior herb. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> it's the best one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Huh. Well, speaking of that, so I feel like whenever we come up with foods that we like and that don't upset our stomach, that's like the other part of having these like, oh, restrictive go, diets. You just get fucking I go obsessed. Obsessed, but then I get an ick and I don't want to eat it for ages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ages. I'm like, well, it's I get a recoil. Let's give you an ick. The latest thing that's giving me an ick. Hmm. Honestly, I go a little too hard on overnight oats in the fall and winter because they don't hurt my tummy. They're easy to make. It's dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. It's easy to eat at work whenever I'm hungry. That I've gotten to the point where like the thought of oatmeal, I'm like, I need to rest. I have a bit of an ick. Because it's such a safe <laughs> food for me. Yeah, that makes sense. I definitely <laughs> I completely get that. Yeah, that and like hummus. I haven't eaten hummus in a while because I went like a little too hard, a little too long. And now I'm like, I don't want hummus. I'm gonna do that with the dill. Nope, never. No, not dill. <laughs> Dill's different. Dill will never cross Dill's me different. like that. I didn't. I mean, I never thought hummus would do that to me. Yeah, the, you the never thought would of, think because I love it's. 
It's delicious. It's nutritious. Mm-hmm. It's dirt cheap to make. It's pretty cheap to buy. You can dip crackers yeah. in it. You can dip bread. You can dip pita. You can dip vegetables. You can yeah, put it on a bowl. You can put it in a wrap. And I yeah. went a little too hard for a little too long. And I haven't touched hummus in a few months. And I I see it in the grocery store. I'm like, am I ready? And I'm like, I'm not ready. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> I feel like I do that with eggs a lot. Uh, yeah. Eggs, and then they creep me out. They creep me out. Those Mary's crackers, the seeded ones, oh, the gluten-free. The ones that just destroy I can't your teeth. I not eat them anymore. <laughs> them anymore. I used those to love are, them with hummus. I was just like, going to say that. Those are so good in hummus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... Which is, I, I need to, like maybe reintroduce myself because it's so easy and it's so yummy and mm. so good for you. It's so filling. Yeah. But it's kind of just, I don't know. My tummy's kind of like turning right now. Just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Maybe, maybe you like, a little a bit more time. like another kind of, mm, yeah. I love such a good ganoush. I love eggplants. I fucking love yeah. eggplants. That's <laughs> so Italian of me to be like, I love eggplants. I really do. Grilled superior no but oh. you know what how i don't like eggplants stewed so they get yeah. slimy and disgusting no no grilled on the bbq superior i could eat that every single day of my life when i, I was like last the little pizzas with them a little eggplant parm yeah mm-hmm. so good when i was in um italy in september i spent a week on one of the islands which is called sardinia and every single day for lunch, I got the same thing, which was just a plate because it's like a beach town. So you just like lay on the beach and you go like these beach bars. And every day for lunch, I just got a Love plate it. of grilled eggplant and zucchini. Mm. And I was like, this is never going to get old. And it's so basic. All it is, is just olive oil and a little bit of salt. So good, just, though. So Anything good. grilled. I find, mm. Grilled vegetables reign supreme definitely over any type of style of vegetable and then steam maybe vegetables Ew, would be second steams. no sauteed or air fried oh oh air fried mm, i love a good air fry yeah i like sauteed Brussels sprouts. Too. yeah saute i don't steam but vegetables. i like steam with like a little bit of salt and pepper and then too mushy too mushy no they too can't mushy. come out mushy if they're steamed proper no i don't know yeah not mushy at all <laughs> you guys like only put like a half a teaspoon of water and then yeah. steam it yeah i'd rather just put it in a pan with a shitload of olive oil and call it a day oh yeah also delicious fry me up anything i love everything fried okay mm-hmm. <laughs> so what i loving everything fried where we're thinking about like wellness <laughs> <laughs> we're like deep fry the vegetables <laughs> yeah fry them up that's the only way to fucking eat them dose them in Literally. olive oil or mm. get out of town yeah but even something like eating I feel like potatoes are often and I'm not really a potato gal but they're They're so demonized (laughs) it's like it's a fucking vegetable that has like lots of nutrients and it's Mm -hmm. very filling and it's cheap and it's easy to to so cheap (laughs) yep what the and you can eat it's the most versatile vegetable arguably 
definitely. And yeah, everybody's like, don't eat potatoes. Potatoes are really bad for you. And I used to think like that too, especially being celiac. And I just wouldn't eat potatoes and I'd just be living off rice, everything. And then. But a potato mm-hmm. is so good for you because you can't eat a lot of things. You'd think yeah. that. But I wouldn't because I was like, no, potatoes are bad because I've listened to so many people be like, potatoes are bad, but they're not. They're not that bad for you. And also they're fucking delicious. It's one of my favorite things. And now that I don't restrict that because mm-hmm. what he told me, it was bad for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> that happens better. in like the well wellness space and the restrictive dieting. Like one of the things that really bothers me about a lot of restrictive diets is how have we become as a society so brainwashed in the sense that we think mm-hmm. certain fruits and vegetables we shouldn't eat because they're bad for us? Like, yeah. why should we not eat a banana? Like, they're delicious. They're nutritious. It's a fruit. Yeah, like, bananas are another fruit where people are like, oh, they're bad for you. You shouldn't eat them. I think a lot of that has to do with the caloric intake that people obsess about. But not and, every calorie is made the same. Yeah. Like exactly. I'd rather have the calories from a banana than from like a bag of chips, right? Like, yeah. Or I'd rather eat the calories from a banana than a big plate of rice. And I don't count calories, so I have no clue if those things correlate. But I think you're right. And like a lot of fruits are demonized because they're high in quote unquote sugar, but it's oh, a yeah. natural sugar. Apples. It's natural versus, you know, like white sugar or like cane sugar, like also, which you still need for your body to work. So, but it's like, I, but strawberries are good for you. Whether they have a high sugar count or not, it's a natural sugar. Yeah, but then it's all these fad diets and restrictive diets that are like, Mm -hmm. don't eat this, don't eat that. Yeah, don't eat potatoes, don't eat. A a lot of it too, like goes back to like, don't eat vegetables that are inflammatory. Like not everybody needs to be on an inflammatory diet. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Every Mm -hmm. people can eat things without it causing them reactions. And that's up to them to figure out, not for you to tell them. Exactly. Like why (laughs) does so many people demonize tomatoes? Like you shouldn't eat them. They're so aesthetic. Um, I'm half Italian. I eat, especially in the spring and summer, I eat a version of a tomato at least twice a day. Oh my, I was just eating tomatoes before this, like eating handfuls of grape tomatoes. I love them. I had a tomato <laughs> sandwich on a bagel this morning for breakfast after yoga and it Aww. slapped so hard. Spring and summer, fresh tomato, olive oil on your toast or your bagel, fresh basil, some mm-hmm. coarse salt, some yes. oregano, a little hot sauce on there if you want. I eat that like almost every single day for breakfast in the summer with like fresh tomatoes. And then for to- I have a tomato salad with my dinner in the summer because it's delicious. Lots of garlic. Yeah. And tomatoes are oil. great mm. for you. And they're cheap. And they're also, yeah. also And they're delicious cheap. and they're versatile. <laughs> and they tomato can be sauce. grown here in Canada too. That's the other thing. It's all that like these so- diets push. <laughs> and like I talked about in the part one episode about diet culture, how my mom obsesses a lot about foods mm-hmm. and the health aspect of them where she's the kind of person who will be like don't eat a nightshade vegetable like what the fuck's a nightshade vegetable does that I mean means a vegetable who cares anorexia yeah so 
um, like my husband has really bad eczema. So he's really, really sensitive skin. And I remember mm. one time it was fl- a few years ago, it was flaring up really, really bad. And they couldn't figure out what was causing this amount of a flare where he was like, even the friction of his pillow was like making him bleed. Um, oh, no. It was really bad. It hasn't been that bad since. And my mom was like, well, maybe you shouldn't eat tomatoes because they're acidic and it's bad for your skin. And I was like, that sounds stupid. Yeah. Because tomatoes have like vitamin C and stuff and that's good for your skin. So I like, I, that's the biggest thing that I can't wrap my head around and I've never been able to. And I feel like I'm, I'm happy for that because I could have very easily been like restrictive of the fruits and vegetables that I do or don't eat. And I I feel like because I'm a vegetarian, it's like, you couldn't have that. I I have to just I mm-hmm. eat the vegetables I like and the ones I don't like, I just do without. And I never Google like the nutrients of them or the benefits of them. Like, if I want to eat a green grape, I'm going to eat a green fucking grape. If I want to eat. Those are other berries, things. Grapes. People are like, don't eat those. They're so sugary. It's like, I, I actually just bought a big. I fresh. Grapes are so expensive these days. Yeah. Yeah. But they were $1.99 a pound at Loblaws. So I Ooh. bought them. Yeah, I, I was like, fuck yeah, that's a sale. I'll buy that's those. A sale. Also, <laughs> I I'm so bougie that the more expensive the fruit is, the more I'm probably inclined to buy it because I think it's fancy. Like <laughs> my favorite apple so. is Honeycrisp, which is like four dollars. Honeycrisp <laughs> is so good though. But they're so good. I'm like, I am bougie because I only eat Honeycrisp apples. <laughs> This is by far the best apple. They're superior. So. But someone probably is like, oh my God, those are probably the highest in sugar because they're sweet. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's oh, an yeah. apple. An apple a day keeps the doctor <laughs> away. Like, that. I don't understand. Where is the disconnect here? <laughs> Maybe you should go on a detox and get rid of all that sugary food that you eat. <laughs> what does that even mean, a detox? Your body detoxes itself because it's a body and it works. That's what like your like kidneys and your liver and stuff are for. There's so much stuff, especially I find when there's a change in the season and now with summer pumping up, I don't know if you're oh seeing God. it on your Instagram feed. It's like detox, lose that winter weight, that five pounds that you've gained. It's like just try this oh. tea, try this detox juice. Like are people still doing detox teas? Oh. Aren't that is so 2010s. They're still fucking for sale, man. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. You'd think um those would be illegal by now. Detoxes? Yeah, for sure. I oh well, we were talking about old diet trends and then the cabbage soup diet was one that kind of just like detoxed everything out of you, which just makes you have no, it starved really you. It starved bad. you. <laughs> That's what detoxes are. They're starving yeah. yourself. It's planned starva- starvation or planned fasting. And then you drinking enough of a liquid that literally dehydrates you because it makes you shit. Like having diarrhea, forcing yourself into diarrhea is not normal. No. And it's like, why are we glorifying that? Yeah. Why are you? And of course there are foods that aren't necessarily the greatest for you out there because Mm -hmm. they... because that's just the way that the world works. Sometimes yeah. we have some fast foods that aren't the greatest, but, and sometimes you eat them and sometimes they're delicious yeah. and you don't have to like make your body go into starvation and fl- like flush everything out because you've had this food. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could get like a little sweat, go for a walk, 
or even just have a shower because your body's going to sweat it out anyways. Like sometimes if I eat, like, uh, if I'll order a pizza and I don't normally, I'll get double cheese and a Caesar dip and yeah. Because that's how you should eat pizza. Yeah. And sometimes I'll get a little stinky and I'll just take a shower. Yeah. The cheese made me sweat. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was delicious when I was eating yeah. it. <laughs> Honestly, like, I feel like one thing that I'm, like, proud of myself when it comes to food and relationship with all of that is that, like, I just eat what I want mm-hmm. at this point in my life. It should be a really long time to get here. But it's, like, if I want to eat a slice of pizza, I'm going to eat a fucking slice of pizza because it's what I want. And I know for a fact that if I guilt myself into not giving into that craving, if you want to call it that, that I'm going to binge on something else. Yeah, exactly. That's so I'd rather just eat the two slices, mm-hmm. be happy, not feel like I have to gorge because I'll never get the pizza again. That's something I used to do too, is because I would deny myself these foods, I would finally cave and I would absolutely gorge. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. You binge and then you feel on like these shit. things. Yeah. You feel it's like, like if you just trash. want it, just have it. And that's why I love intuitive eating. Cause it's like mm-hmm. most days I don't want that. And I have zero desire to eat it. I'm like, nope, not for me. I don't want it. Not worth it. Not the vibe. Yeah, It's not, then, it's but not then when I do want it, I'm like, yeah, let's order a pizza. Delicious. And I'm going to enjoy mm-hmm. it. I'm going to get all my favorite toppings. I'm going to enjoy myself. And then, you know, come the next day, there's leftovers. Most of the time I don't want them. Yeah, that is how it works most of the time. And that too, like yesterday, I'm, I'm definitely working on being on intuitive eating and being kinder to myself because like we talked about in the last episode, I had an almond mom for sure. And Mm -hmm. I have very disordered ways of thinking about food. Like food is on there's certain foods that are on a pedestal for me. And I yeah. like look at myself as overweight and I know that I'm not, and there's nothing wrong if I was overweight anyways, mm-hmm. but I need to, because I will do the same thing. Like when nobody's looking, I'll go over to the circle K the corner store and buy a bag of Doritos and something else usually, or a bag of chips and dip like dill mm-hmm. and dip and dill just dip. eat the whole bag mm-hmm. and a whole Reese's bar. When if I just let myself have a bit of chocolate when I wanted it. Yeah. Or last night I wanted some cured meats and brie oh. cheese on crackers. Oh my and God, I brie ate cheese. Mm. We put Love chili and brie. garlic on the top. Yes. So good. Yeah. And before I'd be like, well, you can't really have that cheese because you're having cured meats, so you shouldn't have both. Like, that's a little too much. Mm. It's like, no, I'm just sitting out on They my naturally balcony. go well together. Charcoots slap. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like, I try to think now it's like, okay, when I do like want to get like some fancy cheeses, I'm like, yeah. okay, well, there's protein and there's calcium in it and that's good for me. So. Yeah. 
and I'm enjoying it. And, and, I, I and also, even me. if there wasn't, it slaps and that's what I want. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it. all I wanted. I worked so like all week was really long. It was after four day days off of the office closure. And then I had a really long week and I still got a bunch of shit done. And yeah, mm-hmm. we, we went out after walking in the sun. I was like, yeah, I want some cheese. Yeah. And I ate it without being like, only have one more bite. Like you have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Just like put the rest aside. You're full, Amanda. Just all these things that you yeah. tell yourself. And then, yeah, it just doesn't help you out at all. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And like, I think it's something that is a lifetime of work because as mm-hmm. we know, like we could be going really strong for many weeks or months or years. And then one thing happens or one comment said, or somebody asks you're, if you're pregnant. <laughs> you're Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you're in a place where you just revert back. And like to go back to the body image piece with chronic illness, I feel like that becomes sometimes a whole other layer of it because it's like everyone like, like the whole, like, you got to get your summer body, like bikini body. And it's like, yep. well, one, I shouldn't have to. No. Two, <laughs> it's like. Why do I have to starve myself three months of the year? Literally, where like For sitting who? out on a patio and having like stuff, food on the patio is, is like the best part of the year. But it's <laughs> like, well, I sometimes swell really bad or Mm -hmm. bloat really bad because of my endometriosis where I have to wear a whole pant size up or else sometimes I can't even wear pants because it's so uncomfortable and it's like dealing and I think that's can be hard too because if you're still in this space of like the size of my pants matter or the size of my shirt determine my worth which they don't when you are you know or even if you're just on your period and you're a little bit bloated, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, or you have IBS you feel, and you're yeah. bloated or yeah. Other, like other inflammatory If you have illnesses. to size up or you have to size up because you have to size up or let's take in the fact that like women's sizing is stupid. It's so <laughs> no fucked up. It doesn't even make any sense. It makes no sense. Like one store you're a six and the next store you're like a 12 and you're like, that can mess with your brain. And like, I, Oh yeah. H and M is one of those stores. I remember crying in an H and M change room after I, yeah, I was trying on clothes and I tried on a size. I don't even, it doesn't even matter what it was, but it mm-hmm. just made me ball my eyes out because I define myself by my size of my pants. If I was under a six, that was hot or whatever, which mm-hmm. is like, what is even a size six? Nobody knows. Cause nothing's the same. Cause nothing's the same. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that can be hard. I think it's hard whether you have a chronic illness or not, but it can add to that and your body image where it's like, well, body's public enemy. Number one, too. Yeah. Yeah. What, what if I can't wear the stress half of the month because half of the month it's going to look like I'm pregnant because I'm swollen where the other half it's not. And then I can wear it, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning of the month and people are going to say, Oh, you look so cute in that dress. And then you wear it three weeks later where you're on your period or something and you're, or you're in the middle of a flare and people are like, don't comment on your dress anymore. And you're just like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. And that can be hard. Mm-hmm. That can be really hard. Cause some it's usually, it's usually not a stranger who says those things to you. It's usually people, you know, yeah, who are people who should know. know how your body reacts, <laughs> and also like 
if they know you and they love you, then it shouldn't matter what you look like. No, it shouldn't. And we also should just like not comment on the way that people look, right? I I think it is really nice to get compliments. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I'm like, why am I placing so much value in this? Why yeah. can't somebody be like, hey, oh, hey, Amanda, you're a nice person. Or hey, Veronica, you know, you're really smart and you're really mm-hmm. nice. But if somebody we're, says we're narcissistic really pretty, people. And mm-hmm. I mean, all that aside, if someone's gonna be like, oh my God, you look so cute. And you're like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, you're gonna look at yourself and be like, <laughs> yeah, like, thank you so much. <laughs> I tried today. Like, now I'm cute. <laughs> you're yeah. cute because I said I was. Literally.
That's a wrap from us at PIP. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on all the socials at the PIP Podcast at Periods and Pain. Also, don't forget to check out our weekly blog posts every Sunday at periodsandpain.ca. Until next time, keep pipping. The PIP Podcast is a division of Periods and Pain. The PIP Podcast is produced and edited by Veronica Guido and Amanda Thompson. Social media by Veronica Guido and Amanda Thompson.